Welcome to iHeartGeek. And welcome to another episode of iHeartGeek. And this is the the topic that I've been looking forward to. <laughs> I swear I've wanted to do this one for like a year. But, you know, there's other stuff that always jumps on, on ahead. But today we get to talk about the greatest universe there is. The DC Marvel? animated universe. No. Oh, so and, you mean the second greatest universe. No, the greatest. Okay. And, well, I will say this, you know, and, and we'll, we'll debate this a little bit later, I'm sure. Maybe I would if I say, feel like it. I would say that the DC animated universe easily competes and in a lot of places destroys the Marvel live action universe. Bold claim for somebody who isn't going to be able to back it up. We, we will this discuss coming it. from the lady who <laughs> loves Wonder Woman. <laughs> yes, but but there's there's a reasoning. I don't like okay. everything DC, just Wonder Woman. Well, you shouldn't like everything Marvel does because otherwise that's just a cult. Okay, so I'm Dub. I'm here with Skeeter. Really I'm here with Griffin. I'm here with Courtney. And I think this is going to be a heated show for some reason. <laughs> I believe the term you're looking for is Courtney is feisty. I guess. So I, just a little backstory on this. If it wasn't for the DC um, animated universe, I would never have picked up a comic book. Um, my love for the whole geek world would not have happened if, you know, and it starts with, as it does for most of us, the justice friends or super friends, super or, friends. There's 18 of those stinking Meanwhile, Meanwhile at the hall of justice. But, you know, let, let's, let's, I want to hit that just for a second. So when we're talking about the, that, that particular DC animated property, I don't think we can understate how important it was. Two comics in general. I think that was more important than the Superman movie. I think it was probably more important than Batman 1989. I really do think that because I feel like that's when our whole generation said, you know what? Let's give this comic book thing. Let's, let's check that out because you fell in love with these little cheeseball characters. And no, it does not stand the test of time. Don't go back and watch it and say, wow, this was brilliant. It wasn't. They were half hour horrible adventures. But it, it was Saturday morning cartoons. It was. And it was. But it was. Honestly, that's where my love of comics started. You know, because, I mean, that's where I fell in love with Green Lantern for the first time. And you got the Superman versus Batman kind of, you know, which one's cooler? Because as usual, you and your small friends would argue. So what was your guys' thoughts on the original Super Friends? Um, let's start with Griffin since he came into it way late. So he was watching. He's the youngest sprout cool. in the room. He's cute. Right. That's adorable. <laughs> um, the original Superman's. I gotta give it to. Uh, I gotta gotta give it to the guy who says. Meanwhile, back at the Hall of Justice is his name. Um, he he always used to growing up. He would always used to make this joke, um, and I can't say the rest of it, but he would always open with. Meanwhile, back at the Hall of Justice. Aquaman makes a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> and um because he can't do anything. Um I'll just say that. But not uh, true, but yeah, we'll uh yes. we'll get to that. I yeah. Um no, I love Aquaman. Aquaman's great. Uh but my my introduction really, I mean me and me and dad, we watched an episode not too long ago and we were just sitting there we were just busting up laughing it was really funny and 
And I think it's just great classic, you know, um, media that you just look back on and that they just pioneered the way for what we have now. Mm. And um, it is definitely didn't age well, but you know what? Oh, that, no. It doesn't. It doesn't. It was mean, the seventies. <laughs> it's it's like going back and watching uh, Adam West, you know. Um, yeah. In in the Batman, you know, it, it's it's like just because it you know it didn't age well doesn't mean it that's what makes it perfect is that it's so cheesy and campy and i think that's what makes it so charming now to go back and watch it it's just like oh this is bad but they didn't know it back then that it was bad but now they know it now and i think that's what gives it its its character fair enough courtney what about you um you know i used to watch it because it was Saturday morning cartoons and it had Wonder Woman in it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was not the reason I read comic books. I knew about the characters before because I think we've said this before. My grandparents owned a general store and yeah. they sold comic books. And so and I would read comic ends. books there. Yeah, it's, I read their comic books there and I would read comic books with my cousins, um, one of which is probably listening to this episode right now. Hi, Jason. Um and then, you know, you'd go and you'd watch the Saturday morning cartoons. And I already loved Wonder Woman because of the comic books and because of Linda Carter. And so it's like, oh, okay. She's yeah. my gateway drug, I guess. And so, yeah, I mean, you'd get up, you'd have your cereal, and you'd watch Super Friends. Mm-hmm. So. What about you, Skeet? So before I dive in, um, did... Anybody else recognize that Courtney just said her grandparents owned a general store? Were they trading pelts when you were a kid? No. General stores still exist. Generals, they kidding. lived in they lived in rural Ohio. I'm joking. So. We have general <laughs> stores in Reading still, I think, in Old Shasta. If it still exists, I don't even know. Yeah. I'll leave that one alone. I mean, it, it wasn't named. <laughs> it wasn't named the general store, but it was a general store because it had like they sold lottery tickets and booze and food and books and crap like that. <laughs> I know. I'm kidding, but we no. I think think about like the cartoons of the t- of like they were rolling out of the Warner Brothers Bugs Bunny. Mm-hmm. You know, that whole that whole cartoon era. Then you had like you were trying to run through that black and white Superman thing, the live action. And you had the comic book and they tried to make this live action comic book into this cartoony thing. So you had the well, see, I'm going to be a bad guy. See, so you had all these people and you tried to match a voice to a face. And then you had Superman, you had Batman, you had the superheroes, you had the villains, and you just made it, like Griffin said, campy, but still fun. And you had the heroes and the bad guys, but it was just awesome for the time. I mean, you try to release Super Friends today. Oh, my goodness. Like, nope. You know, and just flop all over the place. But for the time it was one of the greatest things that they'd done and they continued to grow from it it was definitely an excellent jumping point for the time well i also think we could also say that the enduring love of it because if you the last flash 
crossover, we got the Hall of Justice. The actual, it's now yeah. the Hall of Justice. And um, I remember I was watching it with, with Blyce because we watched it together. And they did the cutaway and you saw the cage of Gleek, Gleek's cage. And you heard yeah. the Super Friends theme in the background. Blyce and I just went berserk. We're like, yes, oh my God. So, I mean, it's like just those little nods that they throw into the universe now to remind you of the Super Friends. Just, it's the endearing legacy of the Super Friends. And if you didn't tear up a little bit, you you know. (laughs) You got a card to hand in, you know, it's one of those things. (laughs) So, okay, so that's kind of the beginning of the DC animated universe, which, and... You know, arguably, you can say the animated universe is by far superior, at least without any arguments here, we can say to the DC um, live action universe. I think it's I mean, the the animation style that they've went with, the continuity that they've went with, the direct liftoff of the comic page onto the screen is why I think that the DC animated universe is so good. Um, and I know none of us are like DC haters, even though, you know, you can like Marvel all you want, whatever. But the DC animated universe, I think is as close to perfect an animated universe as you can get. Yes. Why do you think that it translates so well? And then sub question, why does it not translate to the live action at all? As compared to the, they can get one thing so right and everything else so wrong. I feel like Courtney's got an answer to this. <laughs> Go ahead, Courtney. It's different divisions is what it is. Mm-hmm. Is there's the Warner Brothers animation, the uh, film animation universe division. And then there's the DC extended universe. Um, yeah. And for the entirety, I mean, it's, it's changed now. It's just recently changed. But before, and you could even lump in the live action TV shows, the more the DC live action TV the shows CW into this, stuff, this yeah. world too. Yeah, the CW stuff too, because the heads of Warner Brothers said, "Never the two shall meet." So and you I had different sets. <laughs> you had different sets of writers and different types of artisans over doing the, the comic universe and mm-hmm. even the DC TV universe in comparison to the film universe. So you had different people, you have different people running it and you have different people's mindsets. And so it put a divide between the two of them. And so that's why, I mean, personally, I think like from just a writing standpoint, the writing is better with the exception of a couple of DC films. Like the first wonder woman is and Shazam is very, very good. Those two, I think, are... Yeah. But people will fight me on that. But I think overall, the writing in DC animated features is better. The storytelling is better. Um, even taking out the fact that it's animated and whatnot, it's just... Yeah. It's, it's a better story. There's better stories and storytelling over there than there it has been in the cinematic universe. And I think that's why that's why it just is the way it is. It's because it's different, different people. They're approaching them separately instead of as one cohesive universe. Now that's, that's changed recently, 
because they realize they've cocked it all up and they need to fix it. <laughs> but it might be too late now. I, I, honestly, I think they just need to let the animation studios run everything else. But neither here nor there. We'll get into more of that. Griffin, what do you think? Why do you think that the, or what is it that you love about the DC animated universe that makes it so good? Um, they're not afraid to hold back. Uh, they're really, I mean, I, I, that, that is what, what I love. I mean, ab- about most of them, I mean, really like the storytelling, um, not just the, the talent, you know, that's there with the artists, um, and the different animation styles. I mean, my, one of my five is, uh, justice league a new frontier um which we had talked about that one uh last time i saw you when you showed me um i think it was justice league world war ii uh the um, justice that, society yeah justice society world war ii like it, it's like practically the same the pretty much the same movie just different a little bit yeah um but i feel like the reason why the the movies and i i do love the movies i love Man of Steel, I love BVS, I love Zack Snyder's Justice League. I love those. Um, they're, they have serious problems as movies. Um, but uh, that's one thing I'm excited for about uh, this Flash movie. Not just because Michael Keaton's coming back, which I'm super excited. Yeah. But they need the greatest thing about DC and what sticks apart from Marvel and just entertainment in general is that Marvel has spent 20 or 10, 11 years building up. Now I'm greatly surprised by the new content that's coming out from them because Mm -hmm. it's keeping me coming back. And I didn't think I was going to be excited. Every single project Marvel has done thus far in phase four. I'm like, dude, they are killing it. They're not, they're not stuck in this trilogy in this this format that they're doing now they can do whatever they want but to get back to the question um dc just needs to make good stories and make crazy movies because dc is good at making justice society world war ii if we were talking about it if that was a movie they need to stop the whole hollywood pr well, what about Ben Affleck? What about we need to recast? Yeah. Oh, we can't use this. Act- use different actors every time. Stop trying to copy Marvel and use the same actors. Yeah. Like, Which they just, do in the animated universe. They change exactly. those guys around all the time. Exactly. Except for like the Kevin Conroy's, yeah. but even, yep. even, you know, he's been changed around. Yep. You know, but I, that's, that's my answer. I think that they should, they just need to go for it. These characters are beloved. And if you make a good movie anyways, with a good story, it doesn't have to be the same actors. I don't think yeah. anybody would really care, you know? Yeah. But what about why. you? What about you, Skeeter? So I think like with the, so animated universe, literally. So here's the difference. Cinematic. You're, you're locked into ratings. Okay. Mm -hmm. R rating, you're stuck. You know, I think like use Flashpoint. Okay. Flashpoint Paradox. Superman lays down 50 dudes with freaking heat, with heat ray, right? With his heat vision. Mm -hmm. Just cuts them in half. Everywhere in the world, that would be an R rating, right? Yeah. Freaking Batman launches 15 batarangs kills a bunch of dudes you just you get crazy action 
A guy throws a guy 50 feet. I mean, you just get this really cool, these fight scenes that are just above and beyond in the animated universe. Yeah. That are just really, really cool that you can't get with live action without heavy, heavy CG. You're not going to get all this craziness, you know, Thor throwing a dude, you know, with with Milnir all this craziness that you get with Marvel, you know, you're going to get that there, but you get it with, with Marvel because they're gods and whatnot. But with the DC universe in the, in the animated side, you're getting all of the fun in the animation because it's animated. It's, it's, it's made up. It's, you expect it from a cartoon because you it's 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 all right here it's not live action to where live action they keep it real mm-hmm. and they keep within the parameters of this that 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 movie you know they keep it in the parameters of what's real yeah you know i i, I guess i kind of hit it there um i don't want I just, real I, though you know <laughs> you know i mean i don't need I, reality it, all the but time. Right. But like, if you think about it, what did we get in the Schneider cut? How did we get the flash? How did we get these people? It was the reaction from star labs. It was Mm -hmm. how it happened that the flash that Barry Allen became the flash. You know, it was how these things happened that these people became these things. Yeah. You know, to get to where they were. So, I mean, so we got these powers, we got these heroes from these things. So we got these this this stuff. Yeah, I don't know. I, so, it it just. I I, th- I think a big reason why the animated is 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 so good and so loved because um, controversial statement, but most everybody's the majority of your favorite characters are usually DC characters until the until the movies came out. Nobody cared about Iron Man. Nobody really cared about Thor. I mean, they, they weren't, they have their characters you liked, but it wasn't your favorite characters. I feel like DC always has, you know, it has your Batmans, your Supermans. I mean, I was the rare for the Green Lantern. That's not everybody, but Wonder Woman, they have the everybody's favorite characters. Now, because the animated universe gives you exactly what the character is, I think that's why they're better off when you have the, um, how do I want to put that? Uh, when when you have the live action, it's too open to interpretation, and because it is most people's favorite character, it's hard to stand up to that. Uh, do you do you agree with that, Siege, or no? No. <laughs> no. Okay, that's fine. Well, I agree with part of it, but I don't agree with all of it. If that makes sense. Yeah, um, that's I do. I do agree that that. I do agree that I think DC characters are probably as characters. There are people's favorite characters as opposed mm-hmm. to say a bunch of some of the Marvel ones, um, you know, and, but I also tend to like obscure characters. So yeah. I've been a Scarlet Witch fan since back when I could start walking, mm-hmm. but Wonder Woman has always been my favorite. Um, but I mean, I do. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I mean, I, so I agree with you on that that case that point um but we've talked about we've talked about interpretation of characters before Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. and how I think a little shifting in the way that they do things is true to comic books because I mean, Wonder Woman's 80 years old. She's had yeah. so many different incarnations and iterations and origin stories. And it's the same with, with, I mean, Batman's pretty consistent in his origin story, but you know, I mean, we've Except had for the guns in the first issue, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I think, I think that that bottom line in general, I mean, across the board, that's what makes comic books so popular and accessible mm-hmm. is because there's storylines for everybody to enjoy. Um, and I do agree that the Dis- the Disney, oh my goodness, the DC animated universe, like Griffin says, they're not afraid to just go full throttle on yeah. stuff. So they've they've taken more risks in the stories that they tell than the movies the DC movies have, the cinematic yeah. universe has. And I think that's one of the things that we all appreciate about it is because there's so many stories to tell over these 80 year histories for some of these characters that the animated people just yank it yeah, and splay it out there for us to see. So yeah, I, I feel like the animated gives you a lot more of, you know, you can change the character and this is something we've been talking about on the what if series, you can change the character, but you can't change the basis of the character. And I feel like, you know, the DC um, live universe really did that. They didn't give me, that was not Superman that I saw on the screen most recently. I mean, that, that's, that is not the psychology of Superman. It's not the super psychology of Batman. Um, I th- and I think that's where the animated universe, because it, they, they bring in Jeff Johns to write these new ones. They bring in, all the all the uh, Chuck Dixon and everybody else, Gail from, Simone. Yeah, Gail Simone. They bring them in to write these like, these movies instead of okay. Well, we got Hollywood writer A. You know, he's gonna come and you know he doesn't. I, I they don't it, love the character. It well, and it's not even loving the character. I think part of the DC cinematic universe's problem is you have people who are helming the projects who do not either don't have never read the source material mm-hmm. or don't understand the source material. Yeah. And You're- I'm not saying you have to be a hundred percent true to the comic book source material. Cause there's a lot out there for a lot of these characters because mm-hmm. they've been around. But I think in the animated universe, they understand <laughs> the essence uh, that's, that's of what the talking characters. About. Yeah. And sometimes in the cinematic universe, they don't seem to to quite understand the essence. And I mean, I I liked Man of Steel, and I actually think Henry Cavill is a very good Superman. I just think some of the things around him, you know, like the some of the script choices and some of the directorial choices hindered him, (laughs) hindered him as Superman. If that makes any sense. So. Oh, completely. But I know that we're not talking about that. <laughs> okay, so let's let's discuss something that else that I think DC is has done very well, and I think this is something Marvel's actually copying them. Is now we're 
DC has always been very good about putting out stuff for all ages. You have your kids lines, you know, and they have like the, you know, the kitty type stuff. You have your Robin, uh, even in the comics, like you have your Robin series, your impulse series, um, young justice, so on and so forth. And then it grows, you know, and then you want to want to get the more Frank Miller adult Batman, you know, and the vertigo line and all that stuff. I think that they do such a good job and, Marvel is now doing that. I will give them, you know, on the on the DC, uh, um, the Disney app, they have all those the younger kids shows with the superheroes. DC's been doing that forever, and I think that's the only thing that's been keeping the comic book industry from, you know, really taking the face plant that it's it's inevitably taking. But I think that that helps is the all ages access. What do you guys think about having with the all age access? I think it's more important than anybody's giving it credit for, but I think DC's done a pretty good job about it. What do you think, Skeeter? I think sticking, you know, I think they're doing a great job. I, as, as long as they, I mean, on the small screen, they're doing a wonderful job maintaining that's all we're really sticking to. So yeah, (laughs) that, that spectrum, you know, you look at all this, the, the streaming systems, the streaming availability from every aspect. Yeah. Look at HBO. I mean, HBO max has, it's Disney a myriad. I mean, Warner brothers, you know? Yeah. I mean, it has everything, but then you go to some of the other streaming services and you look at what they have as far as the kids stuff, and you're like, wow, there is a lot of things for the little kids, mm-hmm. you know, for that. Go to Disney Plus and all of the Marvel for the kiddie stuff, the little Spider-Man stuff, yeah. the, you know, the little the young Marvels, the the things like that. But it's it's not young Marvels, but it's you yeah. know, the yeah. the you know, you can you know what I'm talking about. But I think we're we're real they're really trying to keep the comic book alive you know the comic book era uh, us the 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 that generation just a just older than us um that was really adept and and really loves the comic book you know is really kind of turning to you know the the what what am i looking for the um graphic novel yeah. You know, now everybody's turning to the graphic novel more than the 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 thin comic book, um, if mm-hmm. you will. So they have to really pay attention to the audience. And yeah. I think they're doing that. I think they're doing a good On job that anyway. at yeah. that. Um, because think about it, it's a gamer universe now. So how are they focusing their attention to the gamer universe? but doing these snippet type things. Yeah. So cut scene type things. Look at what if, you know, and I texted yeah. you and said, look, what is what if, but what to me, it looks like a conglomeration of cut scene turned into a show. You know, all the cut scenes from a video game turned into a TV show. So I think that's what they can really do to be successful is make it the animation look like that yeah. in a book or a TV show and be successful. So now, now Griffin, I want to hit you for a second because you're the youngest. Yes. So you always get that. And you, you didn't, you've always grown up with the comics. So do you think that the, um, the push towards the little kid stuff helped you on your journey or does it, 
did you bypass all that stuff? Um, I never really, there was, uh, I remember there was one show on, um, and being growing up as, as a kid still in the, um, streaming's only been around for, I don't know, the last couple years, years, yeah. but, uh, but growing up with, with TV and, and programs and shows, uh, I remember Cartoon Network used to air, um, the show called the Batman. And, uh, I used to watch it, um, all the time growing up. And really, I think it depends on now. It's hard to say now with the streaming and with that kind of thing. And I don't want to make it about that, but, um, with the shows for me personally, it was waiting till justice league or justice league unlimited came on on Fox kids early Saturday morning, you know, like Mm -hmm. that was when I was younger. Um, it Fox Kids went away, you know. Too soon. I think Way when, too I, was, soon. when yeah. I was around, maybe like eight or nine, and I never got to watch it. So, um, that's where all the channels were, and that's where a lot of it um, came from. But I think definitely for sure, like people my age, um, and kind of born around the same age and stuff. At least when the Justice League animated universe came out with batman the animated series superman i think all those things yeah. really influenced static shock but um and i'm on the very tail end of that mm-hmm. um but yeah for sure uh today i don't think is it's much of an impact um because you could okay. just go and click you know when yeah. i'm pretty sure kids that were my age are just they they have the luxury of watching a full cinematic universe now of yeah. 25 movies instead of wishing they had that watching a show. <laughs> we had to watch uh, Christopher Reeves doing Superman again yeah. and again on VC- VHS. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. So I'm good. We're going to start getting over to like some of our favorite uh, DC animated pro- projects. Um, but first we're going to get to our listener feedback. And now let's see what all of our geek rock stars have to say. Okay, so for our listener feedback, Courtney decided she's mad at me for saying that DC animated is better than Marvel, so I have to read the listener feedbacks. I'm only a little mad at your incorrect comment, (laughs) but that's not why I'm not reading listener feedback. (laughs) No. So let let me jump in. Where we didn't get a whole lot this week because I put it out at a weird time because that happens yes, from time to time. Yes, he did. So sorry. Um, I, I we I have two that I want to read. One of them is from Crystal Midget. I love saying that. That's that's my favorite part about doing the listener feedbacks. This guy gets to say Crystal Midget. Um, let's see. She said Suicide Mike. Oh, I should ask the question first. What was your favorite DC animated project and why? Crystal Midget said Suicide Squad, hands down. I love it most, if not all, the animated movies before the last year or so. Well, I want to get into that. Um, I'm a huge Batman the Animated Series fan. I was raised in that generation. That was my serial and TV time. Suicide Squad was so engaging that it gave me the same feels, but in a more mature way. It was packed with action, had lots of laughs, and also just a compelling story with a cool twist. I hate how they butchered the first live action movie. I think we're all in there. I didn't hate it as much as some did, though. Okay, and then now we got uh, Carl, who wanted to be here, so I just kind of took some of his list and moved it on. Carl, we miss you. Um, Carl. So he, he said, 
he, he gives us a couple. Batman Mask of the Phantasm. Um, he feels like it was really the first, and it brought a new depth to an already strong show in the Batman the Animated Series. Um, then he said Superman Doomsday. Granted, granted, it is a watered-down version of the original story. I don't quite agree. It was, however, better than being cramped into a continuity-based in the animated New 52 take. Um, why I don't agree with him, I think that it was abbreviated for time, but I don't think it was really watered down. I thought it was pretty dead on, honestly. But that's just me. And then um, Batman Under the Red Hood, which was, I love that one, by the way. Quite simply, the best use of a story, and if you don't know the source material, it can be quite shocking. So thank you, everybody, for your listener feedback, and yeah, we'll do more next week. And now let's jump on to the main event. Now it's time for the main event. Okay, so for our main event, I kind of got a little lazy. So I said, what is our top five DC animated projects? Kind of like we did for the listener feedback. Um, so I'm going to start with my number five and I'm going to go with something that I think was very underrated, but I think it's the definitive Green Lantern tale that we've seen live or seen on TV. And that is Emerald Knights. Um, it's an anthology of, I believe five different, um, Green Lantern stories that are not really based on Hal. It's not really Sinestro, but it gives you so much backstory and er if you watch this, you can jump into any Green Lantern series and know what's going on because it gets so much peripheral. And it's fantastic. And it makes you love the core instead of just, well, you know, Hal, Hal Jordan or John Stewart or Kyle or blah, blah, blah. So I think that's a fantastic one. So that, that is my number five. Let's go with Skeeter for your number five. My number five, uh, Teen Titans. Just so Which much one? fun. I think that's important because they have the, the Jap Japanimation-y ones and then the little more realistic and then the little kitty-looking ones. So there's like four of them. Probably the, the Warner Brothery, the the most recent. I, I'm not a big Japanimation, like okay. Naruto style. I'm not really into, into that. Uh, I like the, the Warner Brothers version um of the younger younger style um i just i like the comedy aspect of it uh it's more yeah. fun um i I've, I've always liked it um just because I, I i like the funner aspect of of the kids yeah. um being kids being kids you know learn coming into their their abilities their yeah. you know um and training, just and yeah. being heroes and their training and 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 who's training them and stuff like that so yeah i've always enjoyed uh that that aspect of of the titans so my my, cool. my only issue with the teen titans was they couldn't say deathstroke they had to say slade it's slade wilson i thought that was ridiculous because that that yeah. show was pretty violent and yeah. they couldn't get away with saying deathstroke Right. Okay, Griffin, let's go with your number five, sir. All right. My number five is got to be um, Batman Under the Red Hood. Fantastic. Yeah. So, why? Uh, my, uh, 
really I, it was number one for so many years um because i never heard of the story i'd never read really? uh under i never read uh death in the family when it first came out um so i, I remember this is when netflix just jumped oh God, streaming this way this is when uh netflix jumped over from the dvds to yeah. the actual streaming and i remember watching it i was about like 11 or 12 um and it got me uh it got me into filmmaking it was the first script i wrote was hmm. my own version of of under the red hood and nice. um, and that's why it's so special to me it got me into script writing and that's very like that. cool yeah. yeah that was that was such a fantastic story and it was so true to the comic book I thought, and I, I don't know if you guys know the um, editor in chief at that time, when when that comic came out, uh, the the one that made the decision to bring Robin back was Judd Winnick. Now you may not know who that is, but if you watch the Real World season two, he was Judd on the Real World. That he became the the the, the man oh. at DC for a while. If if you were curious, he did. So he actually did some really good work. Uh, Courtney, what is your number five? Flashpoint Paradox, but oh, I'm so not going to talk about it because I know it's in somebody else's top five. It's so all lit. I think it's yours, Dub. Yeah, so I'll let you, you know what? Let's talk about, it, let now. You talk about Let's it. Let's talk about it now. Okay. We'll just kind of go through it. Okay, okay. So, what is it about? And again, this is a Flash movie. screws everything up. <laughs> uh, this, is, this, this movie should have been two movies because this was a huge event in the comic books and there was what like a hundred offshoot comics that you could have gotten mm -hmm. and got, and they gave you a nice little piece of it, but I really wish it could have been a dual. You have the main flashpoint one. And then one that's just all anthology of all the stories around that. That's the only thing that would have made me happier. Yeah. I just liked it because you got to see different, you get to see the characters in a different light because they are different people now. Um, you know, I mean, particular like Wonder Woman for me, because I'm that's why I talk about guys deal with it. Um, sh she's terrible. Like, oh, she is she's terrible. Evil. Like, she cuts Mira's head off. Spoilers. And I mean, there's also the other stuff, but it, I mean, it's just it's it, it's dark and yeah. it's gritty, and it's a lot like it's a lo lot like what Griffin said earlier. It's it's truly the DC animated universe just going full throttle and not holding back so that's and why i, I like number five flashpoint I, I would and i would say flashpoint is i put that way above what if because i mean it's kind of the same thing just they gave a little bit more conducive to the storyline but i've the this this what ifs were so much fun again you get to see characters for a little while go against their nature so you can see that without it, anything being permanent. And that's what I like in these alternate telling type things. So let's see. Let's go with um, I'm going to say the Suicide mm -hmm. Squad. Number four. The Suicide Squad. Oh wait, number five still, sorry. Oh wait, is it number, wait, it's number five? I'm sorry. now on number four. The, the Suicide Squad. Um, the first one, not the second two because those weren't I didn't like those two animated ones, but the first one was just a fun, um, you know, 15 years and older type episode. Cause there was a lot of more adult content. Um, it was true to suicide squad and what we've seen 
Um, I like seeing Floyd as Floyd again after seeing the Suicide Squad movie. I like this take on on Harley. I liked. Um, I wanted to see more of uh, KG Beast, but th- this was just such a fun episode all the way. It, if you're not in Suicide Squad, it's a great. It was a great introduction to what they really are, and we got Fat Waller. I'm sorry, I have cannot, I do not like Skinny Waller. That bothers me. I like the wall. You know, that is who that character is. I don't like hot looking Amanda Waller. Yeah. <laughs> What did you guys think of that Suicide Squad movie? Because I know that we've all watched that one at least a little bit. You haven't seen that one? Courtney, nope. you, you would love this one. I'm telling you, as your friend, you would like this one a lot. I might eventually, but I haven't yet. Okay. Don't hate me, it's listeners. It's on HBO. Plus. The newest new one? No, the, yes. the first one. Oh. Yeah. I thought I think it was just a fantastic run all the way around. Okay, so let's see. Uh, who's who's first? Griffin. Griffin. Ye- number four. You're on you mute, Griff. I'm on mute. Um, uh, so my number four has to be uh, Justice League: A New Frontier, which is not a, a popular movie by any means. No, but I, I remember watching it, and uh, it was just so different. I was like, "This is so weird." Um, but I love it. Sometimes I've, uh, if you get something good all the time, you don't know what it's good. You don't know if it's good. And it's so annoying having the same continuity in the same universe and the same this and that. And like, that's why what if is such a, you know, breath of fresh air because it's like, it's not a part of the continuity. It's just, oh, what if this happened? Okay. And yeah. the episode is, all right, that's cool. That was what if it happened. And I love that um, because that's the same thing with this Justice League movie is that what if you saw everybody's origin story all at the same time, all in one event, but back in the 40s? Like, yeah, and I was like, so this, retro. Is, this is so cool. And I'm I'm a sucker for retro and vintage stuff. So I'm like, hey, I, I, I love it. But uh, yeah, it's. It's not the best, but you know it's it's one of my favorites. And it was the last project that Darwin Cook was directly involved with, and uh, that that's a freaking legend in the industry. I know I'm getting into comic books more than movies, but that is a legend, and you can see his foot, you can see his fingerprints all over this movie. Just fantastic, Skeeter. What is your number four? My number four is my childhood Aquaman. Um. Because I mean, read that every, that there that what one season run they had, one season run of the talking to fish. Just he gets such a bad rap. The, I don't think he's orange and it. green. I loved it. I had the just, toy. I mean, a superhero that could use sea life to. Uh, do anything i mean arthur curry just he was the guy like i mean why not why not that's why he literally and everybody makes fun of me everybody makes fun of me aquaman is hands down like everybody knows me as the superman's my guy but Mm -hmm. always has my heart will be aquaman yeah forever 
and I love what he's evolved into. I'm not going to lie, you know, ultra powerful, all that. But growing up, you know, everyone talks about representation. That was me. That was a blonde haired guy. That was like cool. And everybody hates him. This sucks. But yeah, <laughs> that was like my one character that I'm like, that's awesome. That's me, you know? Yep. Um, let's see, who are we on? Courtney, we are on you for number four. So continuing the Aquaman love, um, my number really? four is Throne of Atlantis. Really? Nice. Yeah, I know a lot of people don't like it, but I loved the run. I loved the comic book run, so I was super excited when the movie came out. And then the movie is just, it's the comic book come to life. And I love I love that that it, you know, it centers on it centers on Aquaman and you know, it's like the war in Atlantis. And I yeah. just I just like it. So that's my number four. Throne of Atlantis. It gave him a great amount of humanity too. Mm-hmm. You know, more of a um and you know, and it gave Mira a lot of love, which I would have liked to even more so, but I'd like to cut in real quick. Uh, Mira is also played by one of me and dad's good friends who was like my mentor growing up when I wanted to be an actor, Sumali Montano. So yeah, we know, we know Mira. So that's a great, yeah. Yeah. I think Mira, Mira fares better in the DC animated universe than she does. in. I'm not a fan of the cinematic universe. We'll leave that one alone because that's going to get ugly. (laughs) <laughs> That's the other reason I like Throne of Atlantis and I even to a point Flashpoint because Mira is one of my favorite DC characters and I'm so thus far been rather disappointed in her live action yeah. world. <laughs> but before I go on a Brie Larson-esque ranch for Amber Heard, we'll <laughs> move on. I like her about as much. Um, yeah. I don't know. Maybe she's better. Maybe not. I don't know. Okay, so my number... You are giving me the stink eye, Courtney. Because you made fun of my Brie Larson again. It's easy. Okay, so we're on number three. um, Because Flashpoint already got taken, I'm going to give a missed opportunity. (laughs) Um, This is is the negative for me. So this is kind of my anti-number three. And that was the killing joke. Uh, One of the best DC stories ever told. And then they just... That was one of the few they screwed it up. up. I mean, that is disrespectful. It was disrespectful. The Batgirl and uh, Bruce thing was not okay. The musical number was weird. Um, There's just, and yes, that is such a dark story. I think they, they, they were afraid. You have to be afraid of that story, but if you can't tell it, don't. Right. Don't even do it. Yeah. So I just wanted to give I it didn't a- understand that either until Griffin, like I was watching it one day and I was off and I put it on and Griffin come walking into the living room and he's like, just stop, dad, please stop. And I'm like, why? This is great. And he goes, he just unplugged the TV. I was like, whoa, <laughs> what At the least he heck, didn't throw dude? the comic book at your head. Read like, that. That's probably what I would have uh, done. Like I had thought he was going to, but. Yeah, that came next. Yeah. So no, and then I read it, and I was like, "What?" One of the, the greatest stories ever doing? told in DC. Yeah. No. Is, period. Yeah. So dark and evil, and yeah. that the train at the end. Oh my gosh. Okay, sorry. Yeah. Two no. things I'm glad I read was that 
and whatever happened to the Cape Crusader. That was that's a pretty good one too. Yeah, yeah Griffin, like you're number three. My number three is definitely Mediterranean. Uh, uh, my number three has to be uh, Justice League, the animated series. Uh, Kevin Conroy, um, Phil Lamar. Yeah. Uh, just because they made the characters iconic, which for whatever reason, I mean, Kevin Conroy's Batman and then it switched to Troy Baker and then, you know, like it, it does that from now on. But like, yeah, I want to see, you know, like uh, Phil Lamar's John Stewart. He made me love John Stewart. Like, is my is Which my is not, green light he's never been a likable character to me. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but like, there's there's like definitive roles that like they he did, did in that show that we just haven't seen since that show. And um, I I don't know. I just feel like it's a great staple and and. I don't know. Yeah, that's my number three. I don't know what yep. else to say. I think everybody well, else feels the same kind of between way. between Justice League and Justice League Unlimited. I would say that it's literally the perfect animated series. That's the only series that I'd put above the um, the '90s X Men. That's the only one. So that's says a lot. But we're talking DC. So, uh, Skeeter, what is your number three? My number three, which. I I want to I, I want to go ahead and disclaim now that these are in no particular order. I, I can't. I mean, it's so hard because I am a DC fan. Um, I can't put these in any order because they would all be number one. Um, and I'm going to again preface this by saying, uh, may he rest easy. But today would be Christopher Reeve's 69th birthday, uh, if he was still with us. Uh, but Super Friends is my number three um my goodness like yeah, the what of it can't was, be understated what there what 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 there was nothing wrong with this ever like this was something that that brought comic books to life it wasn't the bang pow pop Kachow, you know, Adam West, Batman. It was a, it was a cartoon. It was, it was a comic book come to life. It was a comic book come to life. It had all of these people behind me. Yeah. It was this right here. It was amazing. It had every villain on this side and every superhero on this side, including. Mm-hmm. That lady right there. For those that, of you who are just listening and not watching, dude right there. Oh yeah, Skeet's background is the, is, Justice, Justice is the Justice League. Is the Justice League? Is the Justice Hall of Justice? It's yeah. the Hall of Justice in the very back, and like it's. I forget that we don't have we have listeners too, but like yeah. we have most <laughs> we have more listeners than viewers. Just FYI, so we love but, you, listeners. Just want to yes, say that we love you, listeners. So <laughs> check us out on YouTube as well, but. The most amazing part of, of, of Super Friends was it got you out into seeing your comic book come to life. Yeah. And it made you more of a fan and it took you back into your comic book and you were like, oh, this is real. So it just made it 
so much better and I love it and I still love it today. That's why I'm such a geek. And uh, again, it's not because it's so perfect now, but because at its time it was perfect. Mm-hmm. You know? It was. And the, the voice, meanwhile, was the guy from uh, 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 Too Close for Comfort. Too Close for Comfort. And Mary Tyler Moore. And yes. A bunch of other stuff. Yes. You had to love him. And Caddyshack. Caddyshack. Oh, you're so evil in that one. But that's another that's another show altogether. Courtney, let's hear your number three. Batman the Animated Series. Because you'd come home from school yeah. and you'd watch it. And it gave us gave us Conroy. It gave us Mark Hamill as the Joker. It gave us the first introduction of Harley Quinn. There was just a lot going on. And it was just Saturday. It was that after school. Before you had to do your homework, you got to watch Batman the Animated Series. And unlike Justice League, this was better on subsequent views. The more you watch it, the better. Yeah, that it's still is. good. It's, it's still, still good. good. I so. recommend it's on um, your HBO. If H- you guys got HBO. HBO, it's check it out. It is complete. Give it a give it another full watch through. Take a couple weeks. It's you're not you will not be sorry. It's so good. And I say the more mature you get, the better it is. My number two is the the um, show that's still running, Young Justice. Um, I don't know why I love this show so much, but it's it's everything that I liked about um, Justice League. Um, I feel like they they let the characters grow up enough that it's still good, no matter where you are on it. I think that the voice acting is just. Superb! I love the animation style. Again, this is why we love DCs. That animation style is just beautiful. Vibrant colors without overboard. Really in-depth storytelling. It's it's everything I want in a comic book, period. Griffin, what is your number two? My number two is Young Justice. <laughs> Very good. Yes, and for literally every everything you said um it had been popular for a few years and i i never got into it and then uh it was on netflix um and i was about 15 15 and i was like you know what the first two seasons are out let me watch this and i binged them um in two days and i was like i love this (laughs) yeah the new season is coming out um i believe this year by the way guys just makes me happy and uh let's see what we have skeeter now um let's see we're at number two number two uh, justice league unlimited um there was you had jla you had so many different justice leagues you know all over the place and i was just like where do we go who do we go to and i I think Justice League Unlimited kind of kept it real. Um, they very they kept the continuity. They kept the things we needed um, as far as as far as that whole Justice League piece. The 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 bads were still bad. All of our villains were good. You know, I'm not good. You know what I mean? Yeah. But we just we had the right. The just everything was was right with the world with justice league unlimited. Um, and so much of the question. You know, <laughs> yeah. So the man just, with the harpoon. 
Yeah, Aquaman with, with, the, with, the, with the one hand. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. perfect. So it just did good. really good. So yeah. I liked it. It was great. Courtney, Wonder Woman Bloodlines. Ooh. Um. Yeah. I just. I. I don't know what it is, but I just really like. I really like that film. I know it's a controversial choice because I know that there's people who don't. I don't um, dislike I, it. I also really like, I like Rosario Dawson as the voice of Wonder Woman. Um, I think she, she really captures the essence of Diana. I think of all of the voiceover actresses who've done her over the years, I think she might be my favorite. And I think that's probably part of why I like Bloodlines so much. Very good. Okay. So my number one is probably the most controversial movie that DC has made. Um, Batman, the dark Knight parts one and two. Uh, or dark Knight returns. I'm sorry. Oh my gosh. They did not pull any punches whatsoever. Um, if you get offended by anything, don't watch it. Um, they actually had the real scene with, um, with the, hateful German symbol over the woman's parts. Um, and they, they didn't pull any punches. They went for this movie and it was, it makes it's old Batman. And I love it. It's, it's just perfect storytelling. It was the comic book that really lit the comic industry on fire. Check I hope that's the Batman we're going to see when Keaton returns in flashpoint. Oh God. I hope so. I, I hope, hope that's, but oh. that's just, that's just me because I would I like wanna... to see Keaton play yeah. Dark Knight Batman, but that's just me. I was watching it last night, um, and I had seen it before, but I was, and I just have to point out the the one thing it it gave me goosebumps. But uh, literally, the he's sitting in his chair and he's watching all the crimes, and he walks outside on his balcony, and. You just hear, oh, first of all, the voice talent. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. At Robocop? No one ever would have thought, but the, he is incredible. Yeah. And so, but Peter he walks Weller. outside. Yeah, Peter Weller. Yes. Mm-hmm. And he is fantastic. And he walks outside and he like leans over the edge. And all you hear in his deep, like gravelly Batman voice, he says, you thought you could hide me. And I was like, "Oh!" And the lightning strikes. It's just so good. All right, and that and that <laughs> ending, that ending scene with him and Joker. There's not a more perfect yeah. ending for Joker. Period. Point blank. None. I mean, no matter you can retcon it all you want. That was perfection. And Batman on a freaking horse. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'll stop. Griffin, what is your number one, sir? My number. My number one. It, it, it goes with two. I mean. It, it, Batman the Animated Series, but more specifically, uh, Batman Mask of the Phantasm is so... I love the noir-esque, like, feel, vibe. That's just me. That's my thing. I love the storytelling with that. Um, That's why I'm so excited for Matt Reeves the Batman, because he was saying he was taking inspiration from... The animated series, which everybody does, but it's like everybody says they do. When when I watch <laughs> when I watch Christopher Nolan's movies, which are great in their own, if Batman it's was not, real, that's not Batman. But I don't. That's not personal me. I like the noir, dark, gritty 
fables comic book style batman i don't yeah. want a realistic take on batman i'm sorry christopher nolan yes. did it and they're great in their own mind i didn't like them until somebody said no this is if batman was real and i'm like oh my that's so good and then but i stopped comparing it to the comic yeah. book ones because i was like okay that's now that's, that story's been told yeah <laughs> I don't want any more of it. I want a, I straight up want a detective story. And if, if Matt Reeves delivers, I hope he does. But that's why the animated series, the Batman mask of the phantasm, the scene where, um, if those who haven't seen it, he says where he never thought he would be happy because he falls in love. Um, and he's just at his parents' grave, like asking them for like permission to have a normal life. Yeah. instead of be Batman. It's just so good. It's so rich. I love it. It's my favorite. Number one. Skeeter, you're number one. So um, the the red glass queen in the corner has already said it. It was her number three. Um, my number one, the way that fear was portrayed on the little kids faces the way that the dark knight was portrayed uh the voice of um the batman the voice of the joker um all of the voices in um in batman the animated series um the way everything was done um my son um introduced me uh reintroduced me to this as as uh courtney eloquently said was the after school yeah. pre-homework post-homework no homework <laughs> uh cartoon of our day um was just phenomenal um i loved every moment that we could watch this show um griffin reintroduced me to it and we've literally 10 o'clock at night, him and I all walk back out to my chair and be like, Hey Griff, let's catch an episode real quick. And we're watching them in order all over again. Nice. Um, and it's just, I mean, to see the penguin again, to see scarecrow again and hear those voices. Like there's, it's, it's just childhood all over again. Eighth grade, ninth grade, you know, replaying yeah. with my kid which is awesome and that's the best part of being a geek of being part of this family of being um you know of living this dream all over again so i love it that's nice. why it's my number one courtney what is your number one that has nothing to do with wonder woman i'm just kidding i don't know sorry i don't have an answer then i didn't think you did <laughs> <laughs> it's wonder woman um it's it's the one with Nathan Fillion as Steve Trevor and Kerry Washington as Wonder Woman. And um, I will let everybody in a little secret is the first animated DC movie I ever watched. Cause I Ooh. never watched any of them, but our friendly neighborhood cause gave it to me for my birthday one year. And then I fell down the DC animated movie rabbit hole because of that movie. Um, and it's just, it's a fun, it's a, fun origin story for her um but i also as com compared to 1984 wonder Woman 1984 the fights with cheetah are mm. so much better 
in this movie. (laughs) Well, we got, I I said it when we did the show with Wonder Woman 84 is I felt, I felt we needed, we were cheated out of Cheetah. We needed way more Cheetah on, cause I love Cheetah, (laughs) but you get more of her because she's the, she's the big baddie in this one. And so it's, and I cannot for life of me remember who the voice actor is for Cheetah, but she's perfect. And it's just, the fights are good. I mean, they're, they're smacking each other around in the middle of the street. And it's just, it's a, it's a good, it's fun. It's a lot less dark than the other ones on my list. Oh, and that is a show. And I feel like we missed so much. We missed all like Batman and son, and we missed Babel and war and, Ah, uh, I need to go. I watch almost put war else. on my list. So good and gods and monsters, but I. Yeah, I thought that was supposed to be on somebody's list. Okay. Gods and monsters was supposed to be, but I put Batman and animated ser- series instead. So honorable mention. Bye bye, <laughs> Green Lantern the animated series. Go walk. Go buy HBO for two months and just binge everything. Watch everything. It'll make you happy. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. I'm feeling a series coming. Check out check out the uh, website www.iheartgeekshow.com. Use the con we paid extra for it. Uh, go to our Instagram and our Discord and our Twitter and our everything. Our smoke signals and, and our TikTok. And Patreon. Patreon. Facebook. Do the Patreon. Do the Facebook. Talk to us on Facebook. We will talk back. And until next time, I'm Dub. I'm here. Comment with on YouTube. Con- <laughs> please comment, like, subscribe, send it to your friends. This will do some stuff. Dub here with Skeeter, with Griffin, with Courtney. Keep on geeking on, guys. You've been listening to the latest episode of the iHeart Geek Show. Make sure you visit our website at www.iheartgeekshow.com. Make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And if you check us out on YouTube, make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And keep on geeking on to all of you geek rock stars.